Hello, everyone. Welcome to God's Word with Friends, a podcast from Gospel Center Missionary Church, and we're glad that you've joined us. My name is John Rennes, and at the table with me today is Pastor Jim and Missy, Tara, and Pastor Ben. And of course, we're glad to have you. If you're on the go, thanks for listening. If you happen to have a minute to sit, you may want to open your Bible or Bible app to today's passage, which is John 14, verse 27. That's the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 27. And why don't I open us in a word of prayer? (coughs) Father, we thank you for this time to gather together and to gather around your word and to hear the words of Jesus. And I pray that his words to us today will be a source of comfort, will be the truth that we need to hear. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you might apply the words of Jesus to our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So today in John 14, 27, I will read that verse. It says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Peace with God is Jesus' gift to you. And I wonder, do any of you possess an item that someone gave to you that has become a treasured keepsake? I didn't give you any time to warm up on this, but do you possess something that has become a treasured keepsake? Um, I have one. Uh, My grandma and I were really close, but she passed away when I was five. Um, But she did a lot of uh, craft making and made lots of things. And when I turned 18, on my 18th birthday, I got a letter that she had written when I was five before she passed away, um, along with a little brooch uh, that she had made for me. Um, And just the fact that she had thought of me in that time, um, I keep that brooch, and it's very precious to me. My mother surprised me one year and painted a ceramic, beautiful nativity scene. Has about 24 characters, how high? Eight, 12 inches high, I mean, it's quite large. And we use it every year with our family Christmas. And you dig in the box and pick out a piece and it's all wrapped up and you have no idea what you're getting. And so it's it's a special thing if you get baby Jesus. Hmm. But I love that that she took the time to make that for me. Yeah. My son went on a make-a-wish trip down to Orlando when he was ill, and he brought me back a cup, a Mickey Mouse cup that said Dad on it. And uh, other people over the years have tried to use that cup, and they don't. (laughs) (laughs) If you come to my house, friend, just don't expect to use that cup um, because it's something very special, and... uh, and I hold it very dear. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, my first guitar is was my dad's guitar when he was in college. Um, and he didn't actually become successful in playing guitar. Um, but it sat in our house for 18 years in the corner. And I saw it and I recognized it. Um, and finally picked it up and learned to play on it. And so, um, yeah, it has a lot of memory. Yeah. For me, sometimes it's just small things. I, I, mean, I can think of several items that are kind of keepsakes now. I have a little ornament for the tree, and um, 
it is nothing more than a piece of pipe cleaner really with little plastic beads around it and it looks like a little wreath they're green and white beads and then it has a little candle that sticks up in the middle but uh, my great grandma Gigi I called her she um she had made that and I have one faint memory of her but we don't get rid of that ornament because I know where it came from and who it was from and so I you know we hang on to that I have a I have a plaque, a wood plaque with engraving. In fact, it's on the shelf right over there. And it says, uh, a wise old owl sat in an oak. The more he heard, the less he spoke. The less he spoke, the more he heard. Why can't we be more like this wise old bird? And um, my grandma always had that hanging in, in their house. Um, and I just think, I think there's a lot of things that we have that are they're handed on to us. And, and we treasure them. And in John chapter 14, uh, these are... These chapters are Jesus' final words to his disciples and before he's going to be arrested and crucified and then rise from the dead and then later ascend into heaven. And some have said that verse 27 is his almost farewell and his bequeathing, so to speak, to his disciples. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. And in Jewish culture, the word peace is shalom. And so it was a, a typical farewell to say, you know, peace to you. you know? And even a greeting sometimes to say peace to you. And so they've read this and said, this is what Jesus is leaving. This is the treasure he's giving to his disciples. And so I wonder, what is peace? What does it mean to have peace or as the Old Testament word, the Hebrew word, would have been shalom. Any thoughts on that to help people understand? What is Jesus saying when he says, my peace I live, leave with you? I mean, we see the peace symbol, and uh, or, uh, sometimes we make the peace sign with our fingers when we're, we're on our way somewhere. But what, what does Jesus mean when he tells his disciples, and he tells it to all of his followers, peace I leave with you? I believe it's, Peace is when you align yourself and your with uh, Jesus. You align your thoughts with His thoughts. Your um, your desires with His desires. Um, your goals with His goals. Because then there's no conflict. And as Christians, if we're trying to live in in, in cooperation with Christ and live the kind of life that Christ lived, then we have we can't have conflict between my way of living and Christ's way of living. So I think that that's one way we can look at peace. Yeah. Other thoughts? Um, I often think of peace as an, inter uh, an internal calm, no matter what's going on around you. So even mm -hmm. if things are crazy, just that, that calming feeling that God gives us. Yeah. At the end of this verse, it says, Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. So I think that's a piece that passes understanding, really. Yeah. What, that middle sentence is interesting. I do not give to you as the world gives. So the world, it seems like the world must offer peace, but Jesus offers peace. What's, what's the difference? I think one is fleeting. One is more permanent. Um, you know, when it's something of the world, I can find peace in a tub of ice cream. 
when I'm feeling sad. Comfort food. Um, but later on, Christ talks about abiding in him. And if you stay in him and he's in you and you walk with him, I think it's a peace that will always satisfy as opposed to a peace that I get from eating a basket of chicken wings. You know, like it makes me happy and it gets my mind off of things in the moment. But Christ's peace satisfies forever. It satisfies more completely um, the more I abide in him. Okay. Maybe to help us even uh, think in a different direction as we discuss peace and kind of meditate on this word, sometimes we can define peace negatively. It's not having. Like if we say, oh, something is at peace right now, it means it's the absence of, so for example, it's the absence of war. Mm-hmm. You know, we have peace because mm-hmm. it's the absence of war. What, what would peace be the absence of? Conflict. Anytime, any type of conflict, either an external or internal conflict. Okay. Is that broad enough to encompass all the... <laughs> but there's a restlessness, too. You know, and I think we've probably all had situations where we've... where we've... maybe we're peaceful on the outside, but we're restless on the inside. And uh, to the world, they might see that as, you know, that's a peaceful person, that's a person at peace. But um, in all actuality, the person has no peace at all. Hmm. And if, you know, I can remember when God was calling me into the ministry, I had no desire to get into the ministry. I mean, into the pastoral ministry. But God kept calling me and calling me, and I did not have peace until I said yes to that call. Well, and I think even this verse 27, the the end of it, that Missy highlighted earlier, do not let your hearts be troubled, do not be afraid. I think a troubled, a disturbed heart is the opposite of peace. You know, fear, anxiety, worry, um, all those are the opposite of peace. So what is the positive definition? If we're to flip it around, so, so that would be a lack of peace. What is it, what is, when we say we have peace, it means we, what is present then? When we say that we have peace, the, the positive definition of peace versus the negative definition. I like... Um... You ever heard the phrase peace and harmony? Like, I like that word harmony because it means that everything's working together. Um, Like in a musical chord, there's three notes and they work together. And there's a, anyways, they work together and they produce a very beautiful sound. And I think when we're found in Christ, things begin to work in harmony. And it's beautiful even if it's not pretty all the time. Like, even if the outside's not peaceful, there's there's this beauty that works inside of us that can bring out really great things in the midst of it. I think that's a great illustration. The idea of a, a musical chord of how the notes are working together in harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, one person said this, what Jesus offers his disciples when he offers them peace is he offers them a right relationship with the Father because he knows he's on the way to the cross. And that they, the relationship will be proper, it will work, because he will pay the price for sin, 
and will make a way for people to have peace with God. And that even though uh, they will be tempted to be afraid because he's been arrested, and even later on, because um, he talks about he's going to go to the Father, but he'll send the Holy Spirit. So we know this is, deals with the ascension and the coming of the Holy Spirit. He says, you don't need to be worried. And I think ultimately the reason we have peace is because we have a right relationship with God. Because Jesus died on the cross for our sins and rose from the dead. And I guess I, my encouragement today, um, we've been trying to encourage people with verses um, and encouraging believers with the truths of God's word. But maybe somebody today is listening and they don't have God's peace. And we have to realize that we don't have a right relationship with God until we've said yes to Jesus. Until we've admitted our own sins. I oftentimes I go back to what I learned as a kid, the ABCs. A, admit that you're a sinner. B, believe in Jesus Christ, that he's God's son who died on the cross for your sins and rose from the dead. And C, call on him to be your Savior and Lord. And that gives us a right relationship with God. And I think that's the foundation of all the other peace that we know in life, is knowing that because of Jesus, we can have a right relationship with God. And my prayer in this podcast is that if a person is listening today, if you're listening today, and you don't have a right relationship with God, that Jesus came to give you a gift of his peace by dying on the cross for your sins and by rising from the dead to give you the hope of eternal life. And my prayer is that you'll ask him to be your Lord and Savior. And if you want to learn more about that, we invite you to reach out to us here at Gospel Center Missionary Church. Um, the easiest way to do that is probably you can call us um, here at the church uh, or you can email us. The telephone number is 574-288-4477. And our email you can find on our website at www.gcmc.com. So we pray you know Jesus' peace. God bless.